Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, August 21st. We are in uncharted political territory here, folks, where the GOP presidential frontrunner says he's skipping the first primary debate the very same week he's supposed to surrender in Georgia. Former President Donald Trump has made it official. He says he's not going to debate his 2024 rivals in Milwaukee on Wednesday, and he teased the possibility of skipping future debates as well. Now, the reality is nobody was expecting Donald Trump to show up here. His team had been foreshadowing that his thinking about these debates was that he really didn't want to allow for candidates running 30, 40 points behind him in the polls to just have free shots at him. But he did post to Truth Social yesterday saying the official word that he is not going to attend the debates. I think most people have it penciled in, certainly not the first and second debate. He doesn't want to do that September debate at the Reagan Library, where the chairman of the Reagan Foundation, Fred Ryan, is one of Donald Trump's frequent targets. So he's not interested in the first couple debates. We'll see if he shows up for any of the subsequent debates. We know he loves playing this will he or won't he game. CNN's Kristen Holmes spoke to a number of Donald Trump's advisors who walked her through the final decision making here, what the thinking was behind it. And they told her that they decided this really was much more of a risk than available reward, mainly for two reasons. One is you look at if this was going to be some kind of moment for another candidate. You look and see if someone could seize the limelight, uh, get some traction, have a breakout moment. And they believe that looking at those recent poll numbers, that even if that were to happen, which it could often does in these debates, that it wouldn't make up the gap there with the Trump lead. The other part of this is Trump as a punching bag. They believe if he's not on the stage, it's harder to use him as a punching bag. But I've talked to a number of other political campaign advisors who really talked about how their candidates were preparing, saying that they were preparing uh, to try and get some of that limelight for themselves, to have their own breakout moments, as I noted. And the idea is how can they differentiate themselves from former President Trump and whether or not Trump is still going to end up taking up all the oxygen on the stage, even though he's not there. Sources tell CNN Donald Trump's planning a sit-down interview with Tucker Carlson, the fired Fox News host, instead of showing up at the debate on Wednesday night, it's expected to air around the same time as Wednesday's debate. Now, on Sunday, before Donald Trump put official word out that he wasn't going, RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel was on Fox News, hoping against hope that the frontrunner would still show. Well, I'm still holding out hope that President Trump will come. I think it's so important that the American people hear from all the candidates. McDaniel is well aware that the ratings for this debate in terms of viewership will likely be far lower without Donald Trump on the stage than they would be if he was there. Therefore, a lost opportunity to get the Republican message out there in a massive, robust way. Obviously, it's still going to have greater viewership than anything else to date has had in this Republican nomination race. And we expect later this evening the RNC to officially release the names of the candidates who qualified to make the debate stage. Remember, 
They need at least 40,000 unique donors. They must have at least 1% support in three national polls that meet the RNC's requirements, or at least 1% in two national polls and two polls from separate early voting states. And the candidate has to sign the so-called Beat Biden Pledge, vowing to support whoever the eventual Republican nominee is. As of this recording, according to CNN's tracking, nine candidates have qualified for the stage. That includes Donald Trump. So the eight who will likely be there, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, Doug Burgum, and Asa Hutchinson. Obviously, this is a big moment for candidates not named Donald Trump. They are going to have a real introduction to Republican primary voters in a way they haven't yet to date. And this is the chance to really start building a bond with a coalition of the Republican primary voters who are not inclined to support Donald Trump. Yes, he's the dominant frontrunner, but still roughly half the party, especially in the early states, they're looking for an alternative. But that alternative is only likely to be successful if they can coalesce all that non-Trump support. And that mission starts in earnest on the debate stage in Milwaukee on Wednesday. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, a Republican who declined to get into the 2024 race, though gave it some thought, wrote an op-ed in The New York Times today and appeared on CNN to discuss his quest to have one candidate sort of emerge with that kind of consolidation. He says it is absolutely critical to denying Trump the nomination. If you don't make the debates, you got to be out in the next few weeks. So let's start there. My sense is by, like, let's say Thanksgiving-ish, if you're still in those low, low single digits, the one, two, three percent nationally, it's not going to happen. No matter how great your, your candidacy is, it ain't going to happen if you're in the low single digits. So I say early by early December, if that's where you are, you're out. So you maybe get five or six candidates into Iowa, three or four into New Hampshire. The candidates were out and about on the campaign trail in recent days, and many of them have been asked about their approach to the debate, their strategy, how they're going to handle Trump, whether he's there or not. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis told Fox News on Saturday he believes he's ready for the debate because he knows what's coming his way. I've been more attacked than anybody else. We'll be ready to, uh, to do what we need to do to deliver our message. Down in Atlanta on Saturday, Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, was asked for his thoughts about Trump skipping out on the debates. Here was his answer. He's a coward. There's no other conclusion to come to that he's both afraid of me and he's afraid of defending his record. And if I had his record... I'd be nervous about showing up, too. Like the RNC chairwoman, former Vice President Mike Pence, Donald Trump's former running mate and partner in government during his four years as president, spoke before Trump made it official yesterday that he wasn't going to attend and was clearly yearning for the former president, his former running mate, to be on that stage. Here he was on ABC's This Week. I served alongside the president for a long time. And uh, one thing I realized about him is not over till it's over. So So I'm actually still hoping he shows up. I think every one of us that have qualified for that debate stage ought to be on the stage, be willing to square off, uh, answer the tough questions and also draw a, a bright line contrast. Vivek Ramaswamy, the sort of outsider, new to politics candidate, he comes from the world of biotech and business. He says he has no problem with Donald Trump's absence from the debate stage. This as he is pitching himself basically as sort of the next generation of Trumpism. Here was his take on Donald Trump and not showing up at the debates. I have no problem with him skipping the first couple of debates. He's been on that debate stage plenty of times. He's been in the White House for four years. This is my chance to introduce myself to the country. Nikki Haley, 
told Fox News Sunday that her debate prep is pretty simple. It's by being out on the campaign trail and interacting with voters. Debate prep for me was 80 town halls that I did in Iowa and New Hampshire, where we let everybody ask whatever question they wanted. Um, there was, you know, you get the hard questions, you have to give the true answers. And that's the best debate prep I could hope for. And former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson made the case on CNN yesterday that the debate becomes all that more important without Donald Trump on the stage. Because this is the first time voters are going to be able to contrast the candidates and their positions. The snapshot in time could not be more clear as those Republicans prepare to take the stage in Milwaukee. Donald Trump is in a sphere of his own in this race. We had a CNN poll of polls over the weekend averaging the last national polls. Trump has a 40 percentage point lead in the poll of polls, 57 percent. The DeSantis is 17 percent. Nobody's ever blown a lead that big, not emerging with the nomination. Not to say it can't happen. And then in Iowa, there was a brand new poll out today from NBC News and the Des Moines Register showing Donald Trump's dominant in the critical first early state as well in this contest. He has a substantial lead over Ron DeSantis, 42 percent to 19 percent. And Tim Scott came in third with nine percent in that poll. Again, Donald Trump with more than twice as much support as his closest competitor. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.